Welcome back to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. We are recording today from Healing Interactive Massage Therapy. They specialize in lymphatic therapy and cupping massage. It is honestly like the most relaxing thing you'll ever do. It's great. Um, You can visit their website at healinginteractive.com for more information, but believe me when I say it's like legit the best thing ever. Um, They've been gracious enough to let us record in their office space on their off days. Um, So yeah, give a big shout out and a thanks to them for allowing us the space to do this podcast. On with the show. Hey, I'm Drew. Welcome to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. This is where we drink coffee and discuss our favorite movies. Each week, one of my friends and I will talk about a different movie. So bring your favorite coffee, relax, and let's get started. Welcome back to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. I'm here with Alex Tinker again. Hello, everybody. And today we are talking about Captain America, the first Avenger. Which, ironically, to many is not the the foremost Avenger, but we're going to get onto that topic uh, a little bit I was going to say, later. don't start that topic. It, in my heart, I'm going to be honest, I'm a Cap guy. I've always been Team Cap. It, there's, there is something so completely... Um, I don't, I don't want to say, you know, like, honorable, but that's kind of the whole, you know, his whole premise. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but I, I, when it comes down to it, and I know... I know that you are a Team Iron Man fan. 100%. Which, understandably so. Yeah. I mean, Tony did essentially create the entirety of the Avengers. Yes. But... And his story is just fantastic. And we would not have had a... We would not have had... The Captain America of Chris Avenger uh, of Chris Evans of Chris Avengers the Chris Avengers yes. yes of course yes wow more coffee more coffee speaking of we are drinking some fresh coast coffee today uh, pour overs uh, we say it every single week but this is fantastic coffee um, I only take partial credit and even then that credit goes to Charlie for teaching me how to make coffee <laughs> uh, so if you guys want. Some of this great coffee as well. You can head on over to coastcoffeeroasters.me. And they have bags of coffee. They have some cold brew going on. Charlie just texted me. He's like, hey, I'm roasted beans tomorrow. Nice. I was like, fantastic. I'm going to place an order then. <laughs> is this Trace Banderas? Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah. There might be. He might have cold brew. I haven't checked if it's back in stock. But there's coffee soda shots, which are fantastic and super addicting. And then... You're giving me a weird look. No, it's just coffee soda shots. Have you never had his coffee I've soda? I've never had a coffee Dude. soda shot. Dude, yeah, you I are missing out. How? Okay. Oh my gosh. Have okay. you had, okay, have you had coffee soda in general? No. How? I'm 32. I'm listen, a baby. Listen. Oh, please. <laughs> I'm your opposite numbers. I'm 23, like, and I've had it. You're fine. Um... Okay, well, we're going to, like, go to Crema or somewhere and get <laughs> coffee soda. Not tonight, because they close in 30 minutes. Fair. Uh, okay. But we will, because you have to have... It's a Nashville staple. It was invented here in Nashville. Wait, what? This yeah. is This is real? This is a real thing. So, it's up there with... with hold on. So, coffee soda yeah. is up there with hot chicken yep. and cotton candy. 
I didn't. Wh- cotton candy? Yeah, you didn't know about that? I didn't. Cotton candy was invented by a dentist in Nashville, and it was technically called fairy floss. Oh, is that why it, like I hear like candy floss? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that was in Nashville. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, coffee soda was created by a guy who was working at Crema, and this is why I love Crema is they're always encouraging like new types of recipes and new coffees. Um, you know Chrissy at church? Yeah. She invented their Peregrino. Wait. Okay, was this she worked at Crema years ago? What? Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, the Peregrino is Crema's version of a pumpkin spice latte, and it's delicious. They make their homemade whipped cream, and they use real pumpkin in their pumpkin mix. It's it is, like, it's better, like, I'm, like a pumpkin spice latte is like a white people drink, or like a basic white girl drink, not yeah. a white people, basic white girl drink, but this is, like, an actually good coffee drink. I, I very much have always made fun of pumpkin spice lattes i did right i was i do too but you can't make fun of the peregrino you cannot make fun of the peregrino it is delicious i was always a like a a peppermint mocha kind of guy right you know so good peppermint just in general exactly right it's so it's just completely underrated um but the moment that i actually tried the peregrino i was like it's so good oh is that going to be what, is that just, we're going to have to get a couple of those and then like go through like, you know, Happy Halloween, Charlie Brown? Like, is that going to be know. the movie and Mocha in the future? Well, going back to that conversation we had about Fair. my deal with Halloween. Sorry, good point. Probably not. Fair. But we did talk about doing uh, apple cider, like a fall oh, theme. Oh, yeah, the apple cider. Apple cider. So coffee soda. Had no idea. Yeah. So coffee soda was invented. I don't remember his name. But he was working at Crema and was like, they were doing like summer drinks. So he made coffee soda and it's carbonated water, cold brew, some really fancy sugar name, like a, a fancy type of sugar. Sure. I don't know. Okay. Uh, and then, dot, 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 mix it all. And then I think just uh, a, uh, an orange slice, an orange peel. A slice of an orange peel. Not the whole orange, just the peel. You drop in to give it a little bit of a citrusy flavor. That was the original. And that's where, if you go, you can get matchless coffee soda. That is the original recipe. It, like, took off. Like, the coffee soda took off. And when the dude left Crema, he was like, this is something that is, like, a legit thing. So Crema has, like, their version of it, which is, like, the closest to the original. But Matchless is the original because he then started Matchless Coffee, which is just the coffee soda brand. Um, And he was selling it like on tap at several different um, coffee shops like Steadfast. um, Oh, what's the one in West Haven and Franklin? Oh, um, it's not Honest. It's the other one. Is it a liar? No. Get it? Because if it's not Honest, it it was a bad joke. It's a really bad joke. I never said they'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, shoot, what is it called? We'll come back to it. We'll come back. To it. But like they served it on right. like on tap, like straight, just like like beer. But um, yeah, it just took off, and then they found a way to like can it and Ooh. keep the carbonation. So now you can buy. I remember when they released it, like it was selling at every single coffee shop, and it would go quick. Steadfast, Red Bicycle, Crema, Pinewood, um, the place in West Haven. Sure. Like, 
everywhere because i would try to go and get like a can and it would be Gone sold out so. within two days yeah. like it because it's so good um the well has and so now coffee shops are making their own versions mm. so like the well has a version of it which they call um they don't have it this summer but it's called a tennessee tennessee something but it's like dr pepper and cold brew it is not healthy for you. No. But it is delicious. Did you ha, did you try the Georgia on my mind? Oh, I love the Georgia that on my mind. That is my favorite coffee drink. It's my favorite one of my favorites of theirs now. Yes. It, it's not it's one of their spring drinks, so they don't have it anymore. Correct. But I'm um, very heartbroken. I know. It's it's delicious. Well, I find it ironic that they had it before the peach season started. Like I I and oh. I even told the barista once that um was ringing me up. I was like you should look into partnering with the peach truck for these. Like if you're going to do this, like make it a summer drink and partner with the peach truck she's like oh i was like yeah because it's peaches i would and it's fantastic i don't want to like i don't want to keep down this road because you'll lose me yeah right but if they had it all summer long and it was associated with the peaches from the peach truck right i would go broke i yeah drew yeah drew it was so good i know i would go broke it was delicious well, it's like Jenny's does Jenny's ice cream. Yeah. And they do like the peach cobbler with peach truck peaches. So Jenny's has a fl- the peach cobbler flavor of ice cream and they use real peach truck peaches. I never realized that um, they did, that they actually use the peach truck peaches. Yeah. There's a bakery that provides uh, peach fritters to crema. And then they also, we sell them at our, at the, uh, the peach truck sells them at the station. Um, and they use peach truck peaches. Oh like places around town will like yeah will use them and uh, they're delicious. Anyway, so the well has a, their own version. Um, Frothy Monkey has tried and they're getting better, <laughs> but their first attempt was not good. And I even told them I was like, this is not good. <laughs> uh, but that Charlie years uh, several years ago made his own coffee soda recipe yeah and he uses his uh, the coast cold brew uh he makes a homemade lavender simple syrup Ooh. yeah and then um you know when you go to like the healthy part of kroger and you can get those like the like all natural like lime or lemon juice bottles yes yeah so there's one mixture where it's a mix of lime and lemon juice um it's that he pours that in the homemade simple lavender simple syrup, the cold brew, and then he mixes it all with Coke, like for soda. Yeah, and it's the most delicious thing in the world. So what these coffee soda shots are, is it's everything but the soda. So it's the cold brew, it's the simple syrup, it's the uh, lemon and lime juice in a little like eight, ou- the amount that would be in an eight ounce drink. Right. So he sells them in that, and then. You just need a cup of ice, and then you can use any drink you want. So I would use Sprite because Coke is heavy, gross. Oh, Um, oh, oh. I don't. Yeah, all the all the heavy corn syrup and the food dye. Like I could taste the coloring, and it's just. I I can understand that. Yeah, that's fair. But I'm I'm still a Coca Cola guy. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. So the only time I would drink it is when Charlie would make like coffee soda. So, um, I would use Sprite and you just pour the like soda and the coffee soda shot and mix it together and then you enjoy it over ice and it's delicious. All right. 
I'm in. I'll give yeah. it a shot. All right. So long, long story get, short. Get it. I'll after the it history of, I know, okay. I know okay. I'm choosing shot. to move forward. Okay. Sorry. Uh, long, long story short, after that fun history of coffee <laughs> soda, um, you can get the coffee soda shots as well as bags of beans and face masks at coastcoffeeroasters.me. And you can enter the code movies and mochas 220 at checkout to get 20% off your order. And I'll be honest with you, I am, as we speak, looking up Coast Coffee Roasters. Yeah. Just being very honest with you. I, I really kind of wanted to see if they had more about the uh, coffee soda shot. I will say the website is pretty uh, simple. I'm a fan. There's, there is a disco ball. Yeah. I am sold. Okay, sorry. Masks. They do have the coffee soda mix on there. I told you. You did. I know what I'm talking about. You do. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Two different types of masks. All right. So, anyway, I need to absolutely get off of that website. Otherwise, I will lose my paycheck that I don't have yet. Because just... It's fair. I saw Ethiopian, and I'm like, I'm... uh, Yes, That's his, that's his, like prime blends is mm. he he does a lot of ethiopian blends but one time several years ago he did a kenyan blend Ooh, and i don't remember what the notes were but it was the most delicious thing and i actually took a picture of the bag so i could remember like what so i could pull it up but i was like dude you need to do a, the kenyan blend again and i don't think he has but it was like it was it was kind of like he was experimenting with okay. it okay and it was the best. It was so good. It was honestly it was better than his Ethiopians. That's high praise. Yeah. Okay. I loved it. I it was at least two, if not three years ago, and I'm still talking about it. Fair. Like it was. You can tell that the the yeah. caffeine has hit Drew already. Kind of. <laughs> it's waking me up a little bit. More coffee. No, it's okay. Do you want some? Not over the equipment. That's a fair point. Touche. <laughs> okay, so Captain America, the first Avenger. We'll eventually get onto this. Movie. We will. We're trying so hard. We are now. Uh, it was released July 22nd, 2011. So sad it didn't come out July 4th. Uh, Brilliant. Didn't even think about that. Yep, that was, that's great. Yep. Just slide them in. Man. Yeah, you are. You're killing it today. Man. <laughs> All right, continue. Uh, Joe Johnston directed it, and this is a pretty, like, top-list cast. We have Chris Evans, Sebastian Stan, Haley Atwell, Tommy Lee Jones, Toby Jones, Stanley Tucci, Hugo Weaving, Dominic Co- Cooper, etc., etc., etc. So many. One of, and, and I'm being honest, for an origin story, one of my favorite casts you could have possibly had oh yeah i mean looking at all the other or i mean tommy lee jones alone uh, thank you like that that wins i'm like okay and yeah tommy lee jones alone you win for the cast of an origin story it's i'm gonna take it one step further right you have a you have an actor that has a wide range in this film, that is one of my personal favorite actors. Okay, is it Haley Atwell? It's not. Dang, but that's a, you were close. Man. I mean, she's spectacular. She's Peggy Carter. Oh, still. Mm, I is I, it Sebastian? 
It's not. It's Stanley Tucci. Okay. I love Stanley Tucci. I am personally a, a huge fan of Stanley Tucci. Here's why. I really became aware of his acting in a movie called Julie and Julia. Okay. He is the husband of Julia Child, Paul Child. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. So I vaguely remember watching this movie one time. Sure. And that's and I remember it because I think I watched it um, in college at some point in time in the theater or something. Yeah. But I was obsessed with Julia Child, and which led to being um, going into culinary school. It was a long thing. But that movie, his portrayal of someone in the um, was it OIS, the uh, official, uh, it was the information department. It was the CIA before the CIA, World War Two. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. So it was post- it was in the 60s, yeah. I believe, uh, early 60s, and that's when uh, they were traveling around, um, you know, Paul Child yeah. in the film. And you really got to see a wide range of emotional acting from Stanley Tucci. In this film, you get to watch him not only in the first, what, 30, 45 minutes, I would say? You get to watch him go from being the the discerning, you know, mentor being the underdog himself essentially to handpicking who would become the star spangled man with a plan right and personally anytime somebody talks to me about this film i associate it not just with you know not just with peggy carter not just with bucky barnes not just with the red skull i mean you you cannot leave out stanley tucci i love his acting yeah. in this film He's great. That's sorry. I'm off my I'm off my soapbox. No, totally. I think this was like the first movie that I recognized him in, and then I remember I was watching Hunger Games. Oh wow! Yeah. And I remember my dad was like, you know the like the host announcer guy, and I was like, yeah. It's like that's the doctor from Captain America. I was mm-hmm. like, no way. And he was like, yeah. I was like, no, there's no way. Um, but yeah. Let's let's also Those are such different characters of his. Wide range. Yeah. Like night and day. Yeah. Um I do also just want to take a second and and just say that the writing for this particular film I found I mean obviously people can question it, right? But being before Thor, right? Being before cuz this was before Thor. This came out before Thor. Did it? Didn't it? I I I thought oh, wait, it. Wait, hold on. I thought it was the last one before Avengers cuz Avengers came out in 2012. And this came out July of 2011. Hold on. We're on it. 2011. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Dang, you're right. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. May 6th. Yep. 2011. Uh, Thor came out May 6th of 2011 and Captain America came out July 22nd. Yep. Dang. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair. Um well, I, I apologize now, but I was going to say the foreshadowing with connecting um the world serpent, the the world tree. It's the not world, a serpent. The world tree. Isn't it the world serpent, though? Isn't it? It's a the tree of life. Oh, dang. Okay. They we, might have a serpent depicted 
in it, but it's, I don't know how to pronounce the name of it, but it's the tree of life in Norse mythology. Yeah, Jorgamander. Yeah, that's the serpent. Correct. Also known as the Midgard serpent or the world serpent. Yeah, so it was, it, yeah, I, anyway, the eye of it is to have that be like, like, okay, where the well, yeah. ac- actual, but the serpent, yeah, but I'm, yes. I'm thinking of the tree that the serpent's Correct. in. Correct, you're right, you're right, you're yeah, right. Yeah. We're talking about two, we're talking about the same, but different things. You know what, I, we'll just edit this in post, I'm just gonna apologize. So, back to the world tree, like you were saying, great reference, Drew, sorry about that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Um, that no reference coffee. in the very beginning yeah. to tie something that's so terrestrial right. with, you know, Captain America to something that is so extraterrestrial, which is the Tesseract. Yeah. That was one of my favorite kind of parallels. And, like, that was one of the stretches, and I wasn't sure how they were going to make, you know, a kid from Brooklyn you know, connect with and with the Tesseract. With an, a piece of alien technology. With a piece of... Um, so, well, it's, I mean, in the future we learn it's an Infinity Stone. Correct. But yeah. it's an out-of-the-world piece of something. Correct. Looking back, I, I do understand that it was probably very difficult to write a science fiction tale about a superhero based in the 40s, but then again, looking back at the, I mean, it wouldn't I don't be, think so. Yeah, it wouldn't be that far of a stretch because no. look at what was actually going on at that time. Yeah, like look at World War II. If you look into, especially like what Hitler's science divisions were doing. Essentially it was, what Hydra was. They were exactly, it was exactly that. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, the only thing that I truly feel was probably different was that in that Red Skull's name was Johann Schmidt. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, there probably was someone that was ahead of his science division that was coming up with, well, and, and the designs of the planes. Yeah. Those were actual designs. Those were actual yeah. designs. So they actually took things that were not only, like, a possibility, but a probability. Like, a probability. Reality. Yeah, they were reality at that time. Yeah. And put it into... The actual movie. But no one knows about those because the only people that were successful in creating them were the Germans. Correct. So we're not going to learn about that. No, of course not. Why would we? The history is written by the victor. Yep. Yep. So in this situation, but that's that's one of the things that I really appreciated about the design of, or the actually parts of the movie, is that they took not only a lot of the, um, not, on, not only a lot of the costuming and a lot of that, but they actually took designs of the parts that you might not really think of. Um, if they would have used a different design of the planes, right, the the small one-person planes, they would not have been able to have the fight scene on the plane. Right. It would just it just would not have worked. Yeah. Um, and I I don't want to put the cart ahead of the horse. I, I really feel like we need to, if we're going to talk about scenes, start with some of the most important ones, which is the greatest form of cgi in the entirety of the movie and i see you smiling now because i think you know where i'm gonna go the four by one scenes so the four different shots skinny steve skinny steve skinny steve skinny steve 
Oh, I love it. Do you want to do you want to give us a little bit of an idea of uh, or let the help the audience know what Skinny Steve was? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, obviously, everyone knows Chris Evans had to be CGI because there's no way he never looks like that. He's swole. He's the dude is beautiful. Oh, yes. Yes. Beautiful specimen of a person. Uh, so they hired a company based in L.A. called Lola. I don't know what it, what it stands for. But they were hired to digitally shrink Chris Evans. Um, each scene that skinny, sh- skinny, st- I cannot talk. You got this. It's you good. Got, yeah, you've we're got going. This. We are. Each Power through. Se- yeah. Each scene was shot four times to get Skinny Steve in it. Uh, so they shot it once regular with Chris Evans acting, you know, in his normal way. Uh, then they shot it with Chris by himself against a green screen, so they could kind of do like a motion capture of like. Uh, getting his body movements. Oh, okay. You know, like mo-capping it and getting, getting it on digital, uh, like how he would wave his hand, how he would run, all that kind of stuff. Then the third time they would shoot it is they would shoot it with everyone else in the scene except for Chris, so they can get all of them interacting in the scene. Then the fourth one would be with a body double, this roughly the size of Skinny Steve in Chris's place. Um, but then, and so then they would do all, they would throw all that together and you get skinny Steve. Um, but for the close up scenes or any of the dialogue, they would either put Chris on his knees or they would put, um, the person against him up on an apple crate. And then they would put, uh, little focus marks either on Chris's chin. Yeah. Yes, Chris's chin or the other people's foreheads so they could get focal points of Chris having to look up and everyone else having to look down. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Our, okay, random question for somebody who's not actively in the film industry or doesn't know much about it. Let's just say me for some example. Are Apple crates often like used often? From what I can tell, yes. Really? I don't know from personal experience. Because I am not yet actively in the film industry. Um, yet. But from what I've... Yeah, I said yet. It's I did. I threw it in there. Uh, but from what I've heard, yes, they use apple crates for, like, everywhere. I had no idea. I didn't know they were so popular. I had no idea. I didn't know apple crates were so strong. Ooh, good point. Huh. So, wait. with the With the focusing... Right, I think you had told me a story as well. Um, that would have been a very difficult thing to do. Is, oh, is I told to you act. with how I I exampled it. If you've seen any BTS shots of Infinity War, that's it with Josh Brolin because Josh Brolin acted out Thanos, right? But because of focus points, because Thanos is like nine feet tall, correct? And Josh Brolin is not nine feet tall. What? I know the illusion is shattered. I'm sorry. You can't unring that bell. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. <sighs> yeah, so Josh Brolin is not nine feet tall. Um, Nothing makes So sense. what they had to do is they put, they had a giant pole that they had on a harness. Okay. And they had a mock-up of what Thanos' head would look like. And they put it on top at the height that they would have the character digitally be. So the actor's acting across Josh had to 
they would have to look up to at that while Josh said his lines at normal height. That would have to be so difficult. Oh, yeah. Well, just imagine, like, an Ultron. They're fighting, like, that final battle. Yeah. Have you ever seen, have you seen clips of, like, them against the green screen? No. Like, the BTS shots of Ultron? No. It's so funny. Is it? Like, that, fi- where they're in the chapel fighting yeah. all the robots. They're literally just, like, <gasps> like, they're just swinging in the air, just hitting random things. Like, there's nothing to guide them. They're just fighting air. And it's, like, the biggest showdown moment in the movie. And it's just them fighting air. Chris Hemsworth is just swinging a random ham- hammer. Just uh, e- Evans is just punching things. <laughs> like, Robert's just, like, psh, psh, Like, they're, like, little kids pretend fighting. In, in a backyard somewhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. But they're not great. fighting each other. It, it's all fighting, like, air stuff. That's so great. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to grow up. It's going to be cool. <laughs> All right, so, on <laughs> no, but, like, on... So, yeah, so... on In this situation, though, that takes a very... A great level of skill. Yeah. Because not only do you have to have... Not only do you have to have the talent as somebody who is the individual being green-screened and, like, CGI'd, right? But you have to have actors of the same caliber... Right. ...who also can do so... And I think this is one more reason why thinking about like Haley Atwell. Mm-hmm. I will say, yeah. I have very almost next to nothing in experience in film. Okay. But my one time it, at least when it comes to like focal points on sure. a face, so like having them on the chin or the forehead, I feel like that's probably the easiest part. Because the one time that I ever had lines for something, I to keep a straight face, I was I I personally could not look anyone in the eyes, while we like while we were filming while it went they're like action, I I could not look anyone in the eyes, so I would always look either right here that's where on I, the nose, yeah. or I'd look like to their ear, or I'd look right at the like right at the bottom of their forehead, so I feel like, not to downplay everyone's skills because these are all highly skilled actors of course, in my. One-time personal experience. <laughs> so not a lot. I almost feel like the easiest part in that whole thing is keeping your eyes on a focal point that is not their eyes. I could see that. Yeah. I could see where you're coming from, but I also feel like they gave so much emotion. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. It, it was still very skilled, but I think the easiest part right. was keeping your eyes on a focal point. <laughs> Okay, okay, I get what you... I'm glad you said it the second time. I now understand what you're saying. Yes. Because literally at that point in time, you know where you have to look. Yes. Yes, okay. Like, I'm just going to do the rest of this podcast staring at your forehead, and it's going to be so easy. Are you looking... Now, here's the thing. Are you looking at the bridge of my glasses? Nope. Or are you looking right here? A little further up. A little further up? A little further down. D- oh, wait, hold Right on. there. Right here? Yep. Okay. All right. See, it's funny because I go literally bridge of the glasses. Right. Well, That's I'm proving exactly. the point of the forehead. Normally, I look at the bridge. Uh, okay. But proving the point of the forehead. It looks like. Does yeah. it look like I'm looking yeah, up? It really does. Compared to now this I'm holding eye contact with you. Yep. Okay. And there's your forehead. Yeah. Do you see the difference? Huh. All right. 
to everybody that might be listening to this experiment, or maybe it's edited, I don't know, I have just learned a great deal about focal points. Oh, I can see clearly now. From someone who has, like, no experience. <laughs> you have one experience. <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so, but looking at this... I am not trying to act like a know-it-all to anyone listening. I No, promise. of course not. <laughs> no, you're not. You're really not. Yeah. In this case, it's you are. This is that was educational because I would not have thought about that. I yeah. personally thought because every time I have a conversation with somebody, I try to always look them in the eye, right? See, for me, even now, like you right. can tell, like I am honestly very rarely looking you yeah. in the eyes. It's it's I, I don't like eye contact. Okay, I don't like it. Sure, it's too deep. Fair, for so, me, it's you can look me in the eyes, but very rarely will I probably be looking back. Fair. I'm very much a person of like. The business, like the the American side of business, which right. is very direct. Here's what I it will is get for. very uncomfortable, probably within three seconds of eye contact. But that's the thing when it comes to the like, and I and I don't mean to keep bringing it back to the right. actors, but in this situation, I feel like when they are talking to each other, when you do have Chris Evans and Haley Atwell that are talking to each other, that chemistry is there, and it looks like they are looking directly at each other, right? Yes. So that's where it completely perplexes me that they would have had those 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 focal points, yes. right? Because and and forgive me for asking this, but did Haley Atwell have many credits before Peggy Carter? I have no idea. Like I don't, I didn't mean to. You IMDb, know. the unofficial <laughs> sponsor of this podcast. The unofficial. <laughs> Thank you, IMDb. Please. I was about to type in Peggy Carter, and I was like, no, I need Haley Atwell. Fair. Um, 2005, The Guardian. The Duchess? I don't know what that is. Oh, she's in Mission Impossible? Which one? Seven and eight, which are credited as filming. They haven't come out yet. Okay, nice. Let's just go through the IMDb. Okay. Whatever Love Means, a TV movie. The Line of Beauty, a TV minis- miniseries. The Fear of Fanny, another TV movie. These are all TV movies. Just li- I'm going to stop saying it, but they're all TV movies. Until we get to a certain point. Until we get to a certain point. Mansfield's Park, Cassandra's Dream, Shadow in the North. These are all her earliest credits, 2005. Uh, Shadow in the North, How About You, Doctor Who. She was in a- two episodes. Blood of the Daleks? Am I saying that right? Daleks. Dalek. Uh, Bride... Bride's Head Revisited, The Duchess, Love Hates, The Prisoner, Pillars of the Earth, Any Human Heart. I've never heard of any of these. I mean, I heard of Doctor Who. Yeah, but like, that's about it. Uh, Tomato Soup, which is a short. She's credited as movie star. Oh, wow. Okay. Then in 2011, Captain America, The First Avenger. There it is. So really- Her pro- big thing. And even Chris Evans, like he did a lot of things, but he wasn't well known. Chris, his Chris, biggest role before that was Fantastic Four. Correct, and yeah. not not only that, but like this is and I and I don't mean to get weird, but like the only place that I know him from was Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and I think that might have come out after this. Maybe, um, I'm still looking at things. 
then Winter Soldier, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinderella. No, Scott Pilgrim came out in 2010, and Captain America came out in 2011. So so it probably came out while he was filming. Probably. (coughs) Cinderella, Age of Ultron. She was in Cinderella. I did not know that. Huh. Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Agent Carter. Ant-Man? Yeah, so at the very intro... It's uh, oh, yeah. Hank, Hank, Howard, Pam. and Peggy, yeah. and they did um, CGI to make Hank look younger and Peggy look older because huh. of the actors. I did not realize that. Yep. Um, she was in Christopher Robin. Oh, wow. Avengers Assemble. Okay. The voice. So that was, I think... She was blinded by the light. No way! Which... Anyone, we will, uh, the it two will of us are actually going to record that one. Yeah, we both are going to sit down and watch it and talk about it. Is it fair to say we just haven't watched it yet? Yeah, we haven't watched it. I'm very excited because it's something that I'm excited to yes to look into. But that's spectacular that that's she's so cool. in. I am so excited about that now. Then she's also in Endgame. Okay. And she's in an episode of What If. Yeah, it's... Uh, the one where it's, what if she became Captain? Oh. What if she got the serum instead? Because sure. I think there is a comic line okay. where it get, they give it to her, and she's like Captain England or something. I might be totally Ooh. wrong on the name. I I have no idea. Huh. I am giving the disclaimer. I have no idea what her name is. Please don't uh, destroy me. I truly no. have no idea. No, this is this is not actually, you, but anyone listening. No, like, this is actually yeah. if you do know it, please educate us. Yes, Comment. you can find us on Instagram on Movies and Mocha's Pod. And also, you can find uh, you can find Drew at uh, Movies and Mocha's Podcast dot com. Yep. Yeah, got or no, it. Movies and Mocha's dot com. Movies and Mocha's dot com. Yes. And then is it Movies and Mocha's Pod? It's at Movies and Mocha's Pod on Facebook. I mean, you you don't have to like. Tag it. You can just search, search it. Movies and Mocha's podcast. Are you familiar with the social media platforms? This is crazy. Know, it's right? a new thing I'm learning. But yeah, no, um, get online. And if you do know anything <laughs> about the alternate line with Peggy, uh, you know, Peggy Carter getting the serum, please. Uh, and also, even if you just want to talk about Haley Atwell being captain, you know, whatever her role and title would be. Um, instead of Chris Evans being... She has very defined cheekbones. Sorry, I'm just looking at her IMDb picture. I haven't haven't looked it up. Look it up. Like, just look up Haley Atwell on IMDb, and she has very defined cheekbones. Very odd thing to say, but I just looked, and I was like, those are very defined. This is a... That's a very forward comment to me. I call it my ADHD acting up. I love it. Of, because then the next thing is a paused video of the What If trailer, and it's a v- cartoon version of Zombie Cat. Wow. She really does, doesn't she? I told you. Yeah, you're right. All right. Yeah. You wouldn't think that though, like you know, like. But that picture just—that picture makes yes. Very defined. Dang, you could, like that's that's. We're just gonna move on at this point. Yeah, but you don't need makeup though. No. Like at that point in time, she might have makeup on. Probably does. Yeah, I. I we'll don't be honest. Probably does. I, but in the I picture, don't. it looks like very defined, 
Drew told me to, that we were recording today, and I was so excited that I put makeup on, and now no one's going to see it. I'm sorry. It's okay. Moving on. I saw it. Yeah, you I, look pretty today. Thank you. You're I I needed to hear that. You're it welcome. was a hard day. Yeah. <sighs> Drink more coffee. More coffee. Um. So yeah. So that's skinny Steve. In a roundabout. In in it's full transparency. In full transparency, the process and one of the first scenes that they showed the um, executive producers, right? Um, one of the first scenes that they showed was the few minutes leading up to, you know, some of boot camp, some of when he's getting punched in the alleyway, and, uh, you know, some of essentially Skinny Steve, right? And then the scene that they showed was him coming out of the chamber, right? <laughs> and everybody that they showed it to, they were like, oh, my gosh, how did you do that? How did you make him CGI to be massive, right? Right. And that's when they're like, well, actually, you've been watching CGI this whole time. Yeah. And I, I think that's brilliant because you don't realize because of how well it's done. I mean, you do. If you know what to look for. Well, not even like that, but it's like no one is that tiny. Uh, apparently. Like, oh, well, what's his name? I mean, <laughs> no, like, listen. The extreme that they did. You're right. Like, there is a level of CGI right. within it. So, it's not like, oh, man. Well, especially because, first off, his head is so big. Correct. His voice is so deep. Wow. Yeah, that's a good point I never thought of it before. It doesn't match the body. Wow. Okay. I never put two and two together. Like. You, dang it. You can't unring that bell. Sorry. Oh my gosh, this is that glass-shattering moment from How I Met Your Mother when they're just like, wait, what? Yeah. I'm now not going to be able to think. I'm. Mm. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're right, though. There's yeah, so many it's things too that deep. it's way too deep. You could get away with the head. His voice is way too deep. Voice is way too deep. That's brilliant. But that at that same point in time, like... Like, there's no way you would ever meet someone that tiny with a voice... That deep. Okay, so looking at the fact that this is movie magic. <laughs> just throwing the facts out. Just, just throwing the no, facts out. No, you are. You are. It's this, this is the magic of the silver screen. Um, I truly think that, that and I'm going to be honest with you, when you look at Chris Evans in other movies, right? right that release... That from the pod, right? The first real moment where he yeah. is essentially, he's not yet Captain America, but he's now Steve Rogers, right? Yes. Before it was Skinny Steve. Now it's Steve Rogers. Yes. And I really feel like he's not Captain America, but he's Steve Rogers. And I really feel like at that point in time, what, what's funny? You. That's Okay, fair. Coffee has kicked in, folks. The coffee has kicked in. Beep, 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 beep. Coffee has kicked in. You're welcome. Okay. What um, have I done? <laughs> um, so, here's the thing. When you see Steve Rogers, the whole thing is he's officially now, it's, it's, it's like, okay, all the pieces of the puzzle were there. Yes. Right? Now we can figure out what the next step is. Yes. Right? And Haley Atwell is like, that's 
Chris Evans. Yes, that that's that's <laughs> Haley Atwell is like that's Chris Evans and a must touch. And it was like, well, that's the thing. That moment. Yeah, that moment. I wanted to point that out before we went too far <laughs> past it. But that moment, it's a very iconic moment. It, and very. I'm pretty sure everyone knows this. But when, when Peggy goes to reach, like, that's not scripted. That's Haley Atwell wanting to touch Chris Evans' bare, sweaty peck. So if you. And then realizing, no, don't. I need to not do that. The, the woman. I'm on screen. The <laughs> woman who has the T-shirt. Yes. To Peggy's right. That yeah. she's about to give to Steve Rogers when yes. he comes out, right, cannot not look at Steve. I don't think anyone in the room could not not look at Stanley Steve. Stanley Tucci, hey, he he could probably not look because he's amazing and an amazing actor, and his focal points are not here, but they're here. <laughs> and the people, this I forgot, this is an audio I just recreated the Chris <coughs> Evans laughing thing. The like, one? you know when he falls back laughing? Yes! Oh, my gosh. I'm like, how does he do that? No, I just did it. I understand. Well done, now. Well done. Oh, my <laughs> For God. everyone who missed it, <laughs> Alex pointed to his pecs and said, not the focal points, and then pointed to his forehead saying, that's the focal point. I will take photos. Less coffee. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> I still have like three sips left. How is it hot? It's not. Okay. It's good. Thank you, Coast. Coast Coffee for making us crazy. Drink more coffee. So, moving on. Yeah. It's a f- fantastic moment. And honestly, if, if there was to be an iconic moment of the movie... I hate I hate saying this, but if I had to pick top, it's a very iconic moment. Absolutely, yeah. I would actually say out of the not only the movie, but if I had to pick five scenes in the entire movie, I truly would pick the that moment, mm-hmm. the uh, bursting through the door with what's the name, the howling howling commandos. commandos. Would you do that one or the one where he's throwing the shield? With oh, all the with the explosions behind him? Yes. Oh, wow. Because it's, it's during the that same... Uh, montage. Montage, Where thank they're you. breaking yep. down the Hydra bases. Yes. Man, that's such a good question. See, for me... Because that's a very iconic picture. Well, that's been used... Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. I mean, even in the Marvel scenes in oh, the yeah. beginning... Oh, like, yeah. It's the intro. It is. So I think the one with him coming out of the pod... Absolutely. Him holding the cab door... Now let's can we talk? or that one or skinny Steve holding the trash can? I love skinny Steve with the trash can. One, I, it's one of those two. I find that the I find that skinny Steve with the trash can to me resonates more than right. well, Steve with the with the because I'm going to make a joke. Go ahead. I'm prepping you. Go ahead. It's not going to be good. Okay. So skinny Steve with the trash can is Captain America. Steve with the cab car is every time he goes turtle turtle he like will curl up and hide behind it like a turtle watch avengers watch every oh single gosh. film at some point normally if he's being flung in the air he will yeah. literally curl his whole body and then get thrown through a window yep. or something he will yeah. throw his, he will curl his whole body to fit in the shield i don't know how he does that but it's he i call it going turtle i 
I'm so disappointed that I've never seen this, and I'm even more disappointed that now I'm never going to not be able to see this. I'm just breaking all the rose-colored glasses tonight. Gosh, my man. Just take the glasses off. Take the rose-colored glasses off. We're breaking it down. My rose-colored glasses are just going to go, you know, with with Steve Rogers to, instead of rose, it's just going to be... Red, white, and blue? White and blue. Yeah, the rose is gone. It's just white and blue colored lenses over here. Jeez. That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. And if you have any movie facts or questions you want to add, send us an email at moviesandmocus20 at gmail.com. Or if you have any movie suggestions you want to add to our list, let us know what you want us to talk about. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just look for the Movies and Mocus podcast. Have a great day, guys.